This episode of the Sarah Carter Podcast is brought to you by the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Join the Tunnel to Towers Foundation on their mission to do good 20 years after 9-11. Donate $11 a month at t2t.org. That's t, the number two, t.org. Hey, civil liberties, civil liberties and uh, crazy spending bills, uh, the upside down world that we live in right now that never seems to stop surprising me, especially here in the United States, when you see what's happening to our country. I mean, that's what we're going to be talking about. Also, guys, what's going to happen on Thanksgiving? I mean, Dr. Fauci just wants to take everything away from us. Thanksgiving dinners, Christmases. Then he goes back and says, oh, no, wait a minute. I didn't want to do that. We're going to be talking about the wild and wacky world of Dr. Anthony Fauci. But before we get to that, I want to tell you a little bit about our guest. I'm very, very excited to have Senator Rand Paul on this podcast. Why? Because he's one of the few people that has always, he's never shifted his position, and especially on our civil liberties and our ability as Americans to basically protect our constitutional freedoms, that from intrusion of the government and you know, he is somebody that, you know, look, don't sacrifice your freedoms out of fear. Don't sacrifice your freedoms out of fear. And there used to be a time when both Republicans and Democrats, and especially even Democrats, would be advocating this, you know, like we're not going to allow the, you know, Defense Department or the NSA or anyone else to stomp all over our civil liberties. Uh, you know, we are going to we're going to hold hearings like Frank Church held these hearings. He was a Democrat um, a long time ago, exposing the fact that, uh, you know, everybody was being spied on. This was the 1960s, guys, 1960s. What do you, how do you think how far advanced have things come? So anyways, I have Senator Rand Paul here. This is his first time on The Sarah Carter Show. I can't wait to be bringing him back on because those are going to be topics that I'm going to be talking to him about. Today, he will be focused on the ever crazy spending bill, though. This insane bill, trillions of dollars that is fundamentally going to change our nation. That's what it is intended to do and not in the good way and not in a good way. So, OK, before we get there, I want you to go, please, to SarahACarter.com. Please go there and follow and subscribe Get all the links to my social media at SarahCarter.com. And while you are there, I am growing this massive email list because for everyone out there that believes their civil liberties are being violated, you have joined our email list. So that way you're not shadow banned. You're not shadow banned on Twitter. You're not, uh, you're not allowing them to shadow ban me uh, on, you know, on Facebook as well. We've seen what has happened on social media and we see the developing news on Facebook and the whistleblowers who've come out and have said, look, guys, they are toying with you. They are trying to shift the way you think. They're trying to change our culture. They're not allowing us to freely speak. First Amendment, there's a reason why. There is a reason why. Freedom of speech is so important to a democracy and we've got to keep fighting for that. Go to SarahACarter.com, sign up for my email list. I'll send you all those emails. Now is a critical time to be vigilant in the defense of freedom, guys. There is no better way to do so than by joining the Association of Mature American Citizens. I love having them as a sponsor of this show. 
AMAC believes in fighting the good fight against reckless government spending, and by the way, the ever-expanding scope of the federal government, which is a big focus of the Sarah Carter Show. Helping small businesses, securing our borders, supporting our military, respecting our veterans, standing for the flag, and kneeling before God. What, what better can you ask for, right? There is no organization like this. Um, the other one, we don't even mention its name, is absolutely the opposite of AMAC. By joining AMAC, you're actually taking the first steps to saving the America that you love. AMAC offers an alternative to just about every benefit that that other group does. But listen to this, without the liberal agenda, I stand with AMAC and I hope that you will too. I encourage you to join today at amac.us slash Carter. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Carter. The benefits of membership are great, but the cause is even greater. Join today at amac.us slash Carter. So I figured you and I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a regular American. I moved to Texas. I want to be in a neighborhood where my kids can walk to the bus stop, where we can go to a park, where we can enjoy our lives and not be surrounded by the swampy muck. That's why I moved from Washington, D.C. I wanted to have some sense of normalcy. But it doesn't matter where we go. You can't run away from the craziness of this swamp because it, it's like a virus. It's infecting our entire nation, whether it's critical race theory, whether it's uh, this crazy spending bill, whether it's, you know, uh, not funding law enforcement. So crazy. Not funding law enforcement. In fact, here in Texas, in Austin, I've talked about this before, but here in Austin, Texas, uh, the Open Society Foundation run by George Soros is actually funding. They're like spending over half a million dollars to fight uh, Proposition A, which would actually expand the Austin Police Department, which, I mean, Austin needs because it's growing immensely. So why is the Open Society Foundation fighting this proposition to expand the police department to protect its citizens? This is not just happening in Austin. It's happening all across our country. And by the way, they're also putting money into making sure Super liberal DAs are elected, are put into position and elected throughout the country, whether that is in Fairfax, Virginia, you know, Austin, San Francisco. Um, it's it's craziness. It's so what I'm trying to say is, even though I moved away, even though I moved away from the swamp and I love Alexandria, Virginia, I do miss it desperately, too, because I have a lot of good friends there and it was a great place, too. It, the, the infection is spreading and it's this crazy liberal infection and it's a dangerous one. It's a dangerous one because it seeps its way into the schools. It, it seeps its way into our social media. It seeps its way everywhere. It ostracizes people who go, hey, wait a minute, let me, I have a question. I have a question about what's going on in my school district and why are you teaching CRT here? Um, oh, Wow. So racist of you to even ask the question. Now you must be ostracized or, hey, I have a question about COVID. Oh, OK. You just mentioned COVID on social media. And if it's not the way we want you to mention it or if you're questioning anything that the government has already put out there, then we're going to have to ostracize you and shadow ban you so nobody can hear your voice. You guys, this is not a democracy when stuff like this starts happening. 
It's a really dangerous time. That's why we have to be actively involved in our communities. We can't get lazy. We got to be involved in, you know, uh, in our schools, in our uh, local communities. Uh, what charities are investing their time in our communities? Like in Austin, why is the Open Society Foundation so overly concerned with the Austin Police Department or putting in a district attorney that is extraordinarily liberal? Why don't we ask these questions? Well, they get away with it because we're so busy working and taking care of our kids, we don't even have time. So now let's ask a question. You know, Fauci says it's too soon to tell whether we should get together with our family at Christmas. What? What? We have vaccines. Most, a lot of people have already been infected with the virus. What is it? By the way, I have a lot of questions about Fauci, about Dr. Anthony Fauci and his work with gain-of-function research at the NIH and the Wuhan laboratories in China. Those are my questions, but I want you to listen to this and tell me if you're okay with this. Listen to what Fauci had to say. But we can gather for Christmas or it's just too soon to tell? You know, Margaret, we, it's just too soon to tell. We've just okay. got to concentrating on continuing to get those numbers down and not yeah. try to jump ahead by weeks or months and say what we're going to do at a particular time. We don't need Fauci to tell us whether we can get together with our families at Christmas. By the way, guys, whether, you know, whether you've made the decision to get vaccinated, whether you haven't, but like, let's say your whole family has been vaccinated. You guys could get together. And even if they haven't been vaccinated, you guys could get together. Fauci is not in control of our Christmas. Fauci is, uh, I don't even know why he's there. He lied to us. He made no sense. He's flip-flopped on everything. I mean, the guy is really a big problem for our nation. He was a problem under President Trump. He's a problem now under Biden. He is not the, you know, see all. He's not some kind of, uh, you know, the Wizard of Oz. Well, he actually probably is the Wizard of Oz. He's the little guy behind the curtain. He pretends to be the big guy, you know, like the face, the great and powerful Dr. Fauci. And when you pull the curtain back, he's like this little guy on a tricycle, you know, with all these little buttons hitting him all over the place and confusing us. And I'm sick of it. I am really sick and tired of Dr. Fauci. And in fact, I think that the Senate, I think that members of Congress should have a huge, enormous investigation into Fauci, a special investigation into the NIH and gain of function research, because I am positive. I am positive that they will discover a lot of things, a lot. They just don't want us to know about this. But as far as telling us whether or not, I mean, this is just crazy. Listen to what he said. You heard that. You heard him say that it's too soon, whether or not we should tell whether families should get together at Christmas. Let me show you what a liar Fauci is. He, he, he just, he constantly lies. Listen to this. You know, I also said something over the weekend that was taken completely out of context. I was asked, what could we predict for this winter, for like December and Christmas? Yeah, I mean, I say you hold off on that. I said, we don't know because we've seen slopes that went down and then came back up. The best way to assure that we'll be in good shape as we get into the winter would be to get more and more people vaccinated. That was misinterpreted 
as my saying, we can't spend Christmas with our families, which was absolutely not the case. He expects you to take his word for it, even though we just heard his word. Fauci said it was too soon to tell whether we should get together with our families at Christmas. And then he says that he never told us that everybody misinterpreted what he was saying. This is this is how Fauci does this. He plays this games and he just keeps moving forward. And in fact, he doesn't even allow anyone to say, well, wait a minute. Look, you said it here because then he plays on your words. It's almost like gaslighting. It's like the big gaslighting of America, right? That's what these uh, these uh, liberals, these Fauciites. I like the word Fauciites because I think that they're he's a big gaslighter. It's like, no, you did say that. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Here, let me play it for you. Well, you're misinterpreting that. People like that are abusive. That's why we feel abused. Just look it up. Gaslighting. Gaslighting is a form of abuse. So our entire nation, our entire nation, anybody who listens to these folks, we're being gaslighted. We are being abused by them. Dr. Anthony Fauci, stop abusing me. We know what you're saying. We know what you're saying. The CDC is now recommending that our families have a virtual Thanksgiving. Guys, this is about the elections. This is about us taking control of our country again, the right way, the way that we know how to do it. That is through legitimate elections, through a great democracy and established democracy under our constitution. But you already see it, don't you? You already see mission creep. I call this COVID mission creep, right? Where they're going to be like, okay, what can we do to keep people at home, to keep people from gathering together? We're going to have another crazy COVID moment. So first we're told that we shouldn't probably plan on celebrating Christmas together. And then we're told that he, by Dr. Fauci, that he never actually said that. And he never cautioned against getting together for Christmas. And now we're told that we should have a virtual Thanksgiving. Think about it. What is going on here? Why is the CDC recommending a virtual Thanksgiving? This is because they don't want us getting together, guys. I don't know what else is going on here. We've, the, uh, people are getting vaccinated. People have already been exposed to the virus. Um, once you're exposed to the virus, I mean, your immunity is amazing. Uh, better than if you were just vaccinated. So why is the CDC recommending in their guidance that we stay home despite vaccinations, despite being maybe already uh, infected with the virus and by the grace of God, the majority of people, almost all people surviving that. It's horrific for those that have passed away from it, those that are struggling with the long-term effects of COVID. But why should we do this? And what is going on here? You know, before I bring Senator Rand Paul on to talk about spending, I want you to hear um, the senator going in to Health and Human Services Secretary Javier Becerra. I mean, he just rips him up about how the government is ignoring the science on natural immunity. Listen to this. Mr. Becerra, are you familiar with an Israeli study that had uh, 2.5 million patients 
and found that the vaccinated group was actually seven times more likely to get infected with COVID than the people who had gotten COVID naturally. Senator, I'd have to get back to you on that one. I'm not familiar with that study. Well, you think you might want to be if you're going to travel the country insulting the uh, millions of Americans, including NBA star Jonathan Isaac, who have had COVID, recovered, look at a study with 2.5 million people and say, well, you know what? It looks like my immunity is as good as a vaccine or not. And in a free country, maybe I ought to be able to make that decision. Instead, you've chosen to travel the country calling people like Jonathan Isaac and others, myself included, flat earthers. We find that very insulting, goes against the science. Are you a doctor or a medical doctor? I've worked uh, over 30 years on health policy. you're, You're not a medical doctor. Do you have a science degree? And yet you travel the country calling people flat earthers who have had COVID, looked at studies of millions of people, and made their own personal decision that their immunity they naturally acquired is sufficient. But you presume somehow to tell over 100 million Americans who have survived COVID, that we have no right to determine our own medical care. You alone are on high, and you've made these decisions, a lawyer with no scientific background, no medical degree. This is an arrogance coupled with an authoritarianism that is unseemly and un-American. You, sir, are the one ignoring the science. The vast preponderance of scientific studies, dozens and dozens, show robust long-lasting immunity after COVID infection. Senator Paul's right. Why can't we just ask these questions? Why can't we just state the facts? Why is it like a sin? Why is it a conspiracy theory to talk about the truth, to talk about the science? I want you to think about that. You should not feel ashamed for asking a question. So why do we? Why do people feel or fear that if they're going to say they voted for President Trump or say they questioned what the CDC was stating on uh, COVID? You know, well, look, I've already had my, uh, you know, I had COVID. I got over it. I have enormous amount of immunity to it. I don't really want to get the vaccine. I think it's unnecessary. And all of a sudden, you know, we're ostracized. I want you to think about that because this is a very serious question. We should not feel this way. We should not be feeling as though our need to understand the truth, our need to speak freely is being squashed by some kind of outside pressure that will condemn us if we do. Kind of like the way smokers felt when, when the, you know, people started putting out commercials. Remember that about like, Oh, you know, if you smoke, you know, and this and that, and the, you know, it was all the healthcare commercials and people would start smoking like off in corners and, and hiding out. Now I'm not saying that people should smoke. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying the same type of propaganda and tactics that were used there are being used right now against your intelligence against your ability to ask questions, against your liberty, against your liberty. And you should be very, very concerned about that. You guys, Mike Lindell is my friend. He fights for liberty. He fights for you. He is the inventor and CEO of MyPillow. He wants to give back to you, my listeners. He wants to give back to you. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now 
and click on the radio listeners specials. You got to go there, radio listeners specials. Get deep discounts on my pillows, mattress toppers, towels, and so much more. Remember the my slippers, the dog beds, and the high quality weight blankets? Perfect for Christmas gifts. Perfect. You guys got to order them early, then you won't even have to think about it. Trust me, I've done it. Everyone loves them. For example, let me just tell you this Mike is offering a buy one, get one free offer on all the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. If you've got college students, if you've got family that you want to share, get some, get some of the bed sheets. Everybody needs that. Everybody wants that. All my pillow products come with a 60 day money back guarantee and a 10 year warranty. All my pillow products are 100% made in the USA. So go to mypillow.com and click on the radio listener specials for the buy one, get one free offer on the Giza Dream Sheets. Enter promo code Carter, that's C-A-R-T-E-R, or call 1-800-685-7221 for great MyPillow specials. That's 1-800-685-7221, but be sure to use the promo code Carter, C-A-R-T-E-R, at checkout. Senator Rand Paul's got a lot to talk to us about and a short amount of time. First, let me thank you, Senator Paul, for coming on the Sarah Carter Show. This is the first time you've been on the show, and I have been wanting to get you on for some time now. Um, I think now is the best time, though. You have been avidly outspoken about this ridiculous uh, trillions of dollars spending bill and what's happening in Washington, D.C. You know, I wanted to ask you, what would be the impact on our liberty, in your opinion, if the Democrats get what they want with this spending bill? You know, this spending bill will spend more than a billion dollars per page. So this is an enormous, something we've never, ever seen, unprecedented amount of spending, but also an unprecedented amount of borrowing. So we're approaching a $30 trillion national debt. We borrow more than a couple of million dollars every minute. And there are ramifications to all that borrowing. Basically, the Federal Reserve finances this by creating new money. It floods the marketplace and causes your prices to rise. So ultimately, this is a bait and switch. This is sort of Democrats saying, hey, free college, free daycare won't cost you anything. But what they don't tell you is the price of gas is going up. The price of your groceries is going up. And ultimately, you pay for this by higher prices. You pay for this through inflation. Right. Extraordinary inflation. Extraordinary inflation. Senator Chuck Schumer, you know, is trying to put cast the blame on almost on everything uh, on the Republicans. He's like, hey, you guys promised last year, you know, through the COVID spending package, you said that we were going to be able to take care of this. And now you want to back away. How do you respond to that? What do you say to, to Schumer and these allegations that he's trying to put everything with regard to the spending bill on the Republicans? Well, there is blame to go around. I'd be the first to admit that there are big government Republicans that uh, should share in some of the blame, particularly for last year's deficit. Last year was largely both parties, other than a few conservatives in the House and a few conservative Republicans like myself in the Senate, who wasn't and did not get on record as being for all of this pandemic sort of largesse that was passed out. All of it was borrowed. But both parties do deserve blame for this in the long run. This year, it's primarily been Democrats, though. There's been a $2 trillion new COVID package. Primarily Democrats voted for that. Then there was an infrastructure package primarily voted on by Democrats. And now there's another several trillion dollar package. In the end, we might borrow five to six trillion dollars this year. But even before we got involved That's with all the, tro the COVID money, we were already borrowing a trillion dollars every year just for the normal expenses. And both parties do deserve blame for that. 
but uh, we have to talk to the American people because I think we're in the process of getting to the point where we might even destroy the currency. You know, I don't want us to become Venezuela. I don't want the currency to be worthless. Right. And when our currency becomes worthless, it means chaos for the world because much of the world actually uses the dollar in their day-to-day transactions. Senator, I'm in total agreement with you. I see this as a national security issue for our country, an, an economic national security issue for our country if we don't fix it, much worse than what people had uh, talked about in the past. You know, we're never going to be able to pay back. We're, we're going to eliminate Social Security. But with inflation, with what we see happening in the world, um, especially with enemy states uh, and actors, our economy being shattered would is literally a possibility now, you know, and some of those provisions in the bill. I mean, I have a lot of problems with the bill itself, but what are some of the most, I guess, egregious provisions in the bill that you have? Well, you know, one of the things that's most talked about and most complained about when I'm home, every town hall meeting, someone comes up to me and says, if I have $600 in my bank account, the federal government's going to snoop through all of my transactions and try to squeeze more taxes out of me. The fact that they're going to spend $10 billion hiring new IRS agents. You know, if the government wants more revenue, we typically get more revenue when we have fair taxes. When taxes are low, when rates are flat, you tend to actually get more compliance. But when you hire more IRS agents to squeeze us, and when you say we're going to look at every transaction in your bank account, people are thinking, gosh, this is more Big Brother than I want. And so that's the number one thing people are unhappy with. They're also talking about that if I own or inherit a farm that I got from my grandfather that used to be worth 10000 and it's now worth a million, we're not selling the farm, we're not realizing any gain, but you're going to tell me somehow just by inheriting it that now I have to pay a taxes on a million-dollar farm. Uh, right. that, that kind of stuff scares people to death that are in family-run businesses. Because none of this is for free. And I think you're one of the few people, especially on the Republican side, who has been a staunch advocate for civil liberties. You have never, you've been relentless. You've been fighting even Republican colleagues on it. And we see what's happening now, especially with the provisions to expand the IRS. We saw what happened under the Obama administration with the Tea Party and with other groups. And now we're seeing what can happen now potentially with us as the, I mean, one of the big jokes is, is like, why should the administration know every single thing about our life? Why should they be vested in every single aspect of our life? I mean, that's not the role of the federal government. Do you find it difficult in this day and age, especially post 9-11, I'm talking all the way from 9-11 on, to really get colleagues to understand that, I guess, fear is not worth selling out your civil liberties? Well, I think what you find is anytime there's a crisis, you know, uh, Rahm Emanuel put it well, let no crisis be wasted. Big government, you know, grows its role in your life during a crisis, whether that be a war, a real war or a decades long war on terror or whether it be the pandemic. Out of each of these different crises, government grows in control of your life. And I think it's become pretty clear to people, particularly as we have more and more mandates, either through work or employment on being vaccinated wearing masks, you know, all of the things they're mandating on us, it shows they really aren't too concerned with our own personal freedom. We knew the Democrats wanted to control our economic life, but now we know they want to control our medical life or our personal freedom. You're finding people like uh, Jonathan Isaac, I think, uh, had some interviews that I've watched recently, the Orlando Magic player, the NBA player, who says, look, I'm 23, I already had COVID. 
A study out of Israel right. said that two and a half million people they looked at, that actually that people who had gotten the disease naturally were protected seven times greater from being in the hospital or dying. Why doesn't he have a right to make a decision? Why doesn't a nurse or a doctor that's already had COVID have the right to make a decision that they already have immunity and they don't really feel like getting the vaccine? So there's a lot of this stuff that's coming, and the question is, will it ever go away? On the spending front, most of these things are going to be entitlements. Entitlement spending, once it comes, never goes away. So I do worry about this. We have to fight back. We'll fight through the electoral process in 2022. But in the meantime, we've got to try Absolutely. to stop them you know, as best we can with not having the, the numbers in the majority now. You think, you think you'll be able to do it? You think they'll be able to stop it? We're going to do everything we can to stop it, but the numbers in the Senate are tied 50-50. And right. so some of what happens depends on two Democrats, Sinema and Manchin, who have been pushing back. What they're pushing for is half as bad, but still as bad. They're pushing for another trillion and a half in spending as opposed to three and a half. But you can say, gosh, that's a lot better than three and a half. But another trillion and a half also will lead to inflation, will lead to massive increase in debt, and isn't good for the country. The bill also is going to raise taxes on businesses, investors, and really the Joint Tax Committee just came out and said, really people making twenty-five to fifty thousand, people making fifty to seventy-five thousand, are going to have increased taxes because of this. We've also discovered that there is a new welfare program through a refundable child tax credit that will actually go to illegal aliens as well. That you don't even have to be in the country legally to apply for this new welfare program. These are all real problems. Those are huge problems, massive problems. And I know because I'm down at the border and I know the situation there. It's like there isn't a place you can't turn right now in the country where something is not at least at critical mass, I feel. One of the, um, you, you mentioned cinema. And one of the issues that I've, you know, know a lot of people are concerned about is, you know, personal safety of lawmakers. I know you experienced it. I actually lived right down the street from the ball field uh, the day that the gunman uh, opened fire on the Republican baseball team. It was horrific. Um, you know, it, it, was, it, was, it was a terrifying situation for everyone involved. Now we're seeing what happened with um, Senator Sinema, and, you know, being harassed in the restroom and being followed around. Are you worried about maybe the political atmosphere right now, what that's done to the country? Any concerns um, on your part? with the safety of lawmakers? Without question. We now have security 24-7, uh, protecting myself, my wife, my family, um, people being chased into the bathroom. I mean, for goodness sakes, do we not have local laws that say you can't film people in a bathroom? That woman ought to be arrested that chased cinema into the bathroom. That, that's not proper discourse. It should be against the law. I'm not for a lot of laws, but taking pictures of people in the bathroom is a law I'm for. I mean, that's crazy. But chasing people down in the streets after they did like at the Republican National Convention where people were being beaten and pushed to the street, you know, we would have lost our life that night had it not been for law enforcement. But the thing people need to remember is they want to make it all about race. The people who attacked us were predominantly black, but the people who saved our lives, the police officers, were also predominantly black. This isn't about race. It's about right and wrong, and it's about law and order. The idea of people saying we should no longer have police in our country, they saying defund the police. That is such a bizarre idea that it should be hooted and hollered and laughed out of polite society. Well, it, it really should, Senator. I mean, I, I got to tell you, I'm here. I moved to Texas. Um, I love this state. I love the great state of Texas. But right now in Austin, 
there's a huge problem. There's um, Open Society Foundation has invested over $500,000 in fighting the Austin Police Department uh, to expand its police force and uh, and be able to protect the community. Um, it boggles the mind. I don't really understand. I, I think I kind of do the purpose behind it, but it's almost like there's a fundamental breakdown in regardless of whether it's law and order, whether it's civil liberties, everything feels like it's upside down on its head. And I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just me. I think there's going to be a backlash. I'm going to have to finish with this question because I'm being called to the floor to vote. But I will say I think there's going to be a backlash. Okay. Even in Austin, we read recently that a majority of people in Austin voted no longer to let people just camp out in the city in tents, you know, homeless people just to live anywhere. The majority right. of Austin folks in Austin's known as a liberal city said no more on this. I think the majority of people in 2022 are going to say, we don't want people in charge of our government who don't think we should have any police. I think there's going to be Democrats. I think there's going to be suburban moms. I think there's going to be independents who say, we're not voting for a party that says we shouldn't have any police because that's a bizarre idea. We're not going to vote for parties that say the homeless should live everywhere on people's front lawns in front of their businesses. I think there are going to be people responding and saying we want you know, our civilization back. We want some law and order. We want some what, some decorum in our cities. So I think there's going to be a big backlash. We have to survive till then. We're going to fight the good right. fight. And I do appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much, Senator. I really appreciate you being here. I'm sure people will take your advice. Remember that, you guys. I mean, this is all about elections. It's about us being in charge of our own future. Um, you know, they work for us, right? We don't work for them. So thank you so much, Senator, for being a part of the show. I really appreciate it. Thank Hope you. Hope you come back soon. Thank you. I know why our founding fathers wanted America's currency backed by gold and silver. Because after receiving my genuine gold and silver products from Universal Coin and Bullion, I realized the importance of having something tangible that I can actually hold in my hand. UCB's president, Mike Fulgens, is a leader in the precious metals industry. But guys, he was honored by his peers. As the 2021 Dealer of the Year, I love hearing him talk. He's even shown me how gold has risen over 500% in the past 21 years, while the Dow and S&P indexes have only increased about 200%. Think about that. 500% versus 200%. I also learned that Universal Coin and Bullion typically has lower bullion prices than their competitors. They provide free award-winning educational materials to their clients, and they make it so easy to buy gold. I trust UCB and you should too. That's why I will get more gold and silver from Universal Coin and Bullion. Give them a call at 1-800-UCB-GOLD. That's 1-800-UCB-GOLD. And tell them Sarah sent you. Or check out their website at universalcoin.com forward slash Sarah. That's universalcoin.com forward slash Sarah. 1-800-UCB-GOLD. So there was a lot that Senator Paul said that was kind of like light bulb moments or issues that I think we need to talk so much more about. You know, not just inflation, but the spending bill and why the Democrats want to have this expanding spending bill. Uh, but I think one of the biggest things that was kind of like a uh, like a wake up call is the IRS. And it is the goal of the Biden administration to basically spend $80 billion, folks, to expand the IRS and its tax enforcement. I want you to think about that. When someone tells you that they're giving you something for free, a free university scholarship, uh, a free university education, free kindergarten, free preschool, free this, it's all lies. 
The money has to come from somewhere, from somewhere. And part of that is this really weird proposal to put $80 billion into funding the IRS over the next decade. I want you to think about that. Why? Because they want to see everything that you are spending. They want to not only take your money, but your privacy, but your privacy. This expansion of the tax agency is like some kind of crazy dystopian world, right? We already have an FBI. We already have a U.S. Treasury Department. They can already, the banks are already checking for weird transactions. Like somebody sends $10,000 to Lebanon. They want to know, is that a relative and you're helping them buy a house? Or are you sending 10 grand to a terrorist organization? They already know all this. So why do they want to look at these small amounts, like these $600 amounts, right? Why are they doing that? They say, oh, well, we're, you know, we're losing so much money. No, you're not. No, you're not. We are taxed and taxed and taxed again. There's taxes everywhere. I'm tired of this. Are you okay with that? Why don't you just hand me your bank account? Let me go through it and see what you do, right? Why don't we just post it on our front doors? This is reminding me of China. Like some kind of, you know, I mean, they're going to check us, right? Who are we donating to? Who are you donating to? Mr. Smith? Uh, Ms. Carter? Who are you donating to? Are you donating to Republicans? Are you donating to Republican causes? Uh, are you a, a pro-life person? What are you? Who are you? We don't want anybody having this kind of power. Let me read a little bit about this to you because this is a, you know, I have a very strong opinion about this and you should too. And this is something that we shouldn't just let them do without us screaming mad, talking out loud, fighting back and saying, hey, no way, Biden, this is where we're drawing the line. Look, let me read this to you from Wall Street Journal. The proposal would provide a steady funding source to the IRS. After years of flat or declining budgets for steep cuts in the number of employees conducting audits and collecting money, agency officials have said that they need a multi-year commitment from Congress so that they can hire and train staff and ramp up audits with less risk of lawmakers stopping such an initiative midway through. So they want all power. The money would let the IRS increase its enforcement staff by about 15% a year. By about 15% a year. The change wouldn't require individuals or business owners to file any additional forms, but it would give the IRS more leeway on looking into you. It, they want to look into cryptocurrency, your use of cash, everything, everything, everything you buy, everything you donate. This is, this is really we're living in a time where everything is changing and it's changing so quickly, maybe because of technology, maybe just because of where we are in our own history, because of what's happened. But we cannot get lazy. We need to pay attention to what is going on here. We need to ask our lawmakers to do their job, to do their job and to stop this. You guys saw what happened to the Tea Party under the Obama administration. You watched the power of the IRS 
and how it wielded its power against groups. Some people with 501c3s couldn't even get their 501c3s off the ground. Some of them were being investigated. All politically, they weaponized the IRS against us. We can't allow this to happen. We will fundamentally change if we do. We need to talk to our lawmakers. We need to do our job. We need to get our heads out of the sand. And we need to pay attention to what is happening around us. I mean, I don't know if it would require, maybe I would love to hear your ideas. Maybe we do like podcasts like once a month where we give details on how we can make a difference, what we can do to, you know, as Americans to fight back some of these really anti-American positions and ideas and plans that are taking place in the dirty swamp of Washington, D.C. Maybe there's a way we can do this. I don't know. I would love to hear your ideas about it. Again, thank you so much for being a part of the Sarah Carter Show. You know, it's right here where we're taking the story back. God bless you. God bless our great nation. And guys, we don't need any more taxes. Today, I'm joined by Rebecca Weber, the CEO of the Association for Mature American Citizens. It's also known as AMAC. Explain the differences. What makes AMAC superior to AARP beyond the fact that we don't agree with their leftist ideology? What makes us so unique is that we truly do take our marching orders from our membership. Before we go out and about and advocate for any issue, we do consult with our AMAC members, and we do that through a variety of ways. But that really makes us very different, where AARP stood in support of Obamacare, even though their membership was largely against, AMAC will stand in support of our membership. In addition, Sarah, we offer benefits. We offer benefits just like the AARP. Ours are better because we offer choices. For example... You can call AMAC for your Medicare, mm. and we're not going to do a one-size-fits-all, one plan. Uh, the AARP endorses United Healthcare, whereas AMAC has its own trusted in-house licensed insurance advisors that are working for AMAC, stand for our mission of faith, family, and freedom, and then go about offering real choices. We do a lot of things like that that I think make us very different and make us, quite frankly, better. Rebecca, thanks so much for being with me today. I'm honored to have you and AMAC as a sponsor for the Sarah Carter Show. You know, for more information, folks, visit amac.us slash Carter. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is Todd Herman, host of The Todd Herman Show. You might have heard me on Rush Limbaugh's show. I was a regular fill-in for about eight years. I now do a show out of the high mountains of free America because, you know, I got exiled from Seattle. Google Gemini correctly predicts the present day. Mind control matrix. The internet, television, even our phones wouldn't just be distractions, but tools used to manipulate the masses and suppress critical thinking. I said that correctly. Check out The Todd Herman Show every day on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.